In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is the God who calls. God called Isaiah to be his prophet, to declare God's word of warning and promise to Israel. God called Peter, James, and John to leave everything behind, the nets, fish, the boats, and to be his disciples, to hear, to teach, to proclaim his word to all people. God calls you too, calls you his adopted holy child in baptism, calls you pardoned in holy absolution, calls you to be fed and forgiven in his body and blood in the Lord's Supper. He calls you to faith in his son Jesus, and then he calls and sends you out to live out that faith in wherever he places you to serve others in your vocation. Our Lord calls us, in fact, the same way that he did Isaiah and the disciples, all by his word. Jesus' word that cleanses us of sin, his word that calls us his own, his word that sends us out into our callings, all with his word on our hearts, minds, and lips. It was the word that was at the center of everything that day in Luke chapter 5, when Luke called his first disciples. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, Jesus stood out in the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them, and they were washing their nets, getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's. He asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep, and let your nets down for a catch. Now you can probably imagine what Peter and the other fishermen were thinking at this point, perhaps muttering to one another, Who does this guy think he is, anyway? He's just a rabbi carpenter from Nazareth. What does he know about fishing, anyhow? It's a waste of time, fishing in the deep in midday. Doesn't he know it's much easier to catch fish in the shallows, towards nightfall when they come to feed? Peter cries out, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But, at your word, I will let down the nets. This is a rather remarkable situation if you think about it. Simon Peter trusts the word of Jesus over and against his years of experience as a fisherman. He had no good reason to let out the nets in daylight in the deep water, except Jesus' word. You see, there's something different about Jesus' word. Peter heard him preaching in the synagogues, saw him heal his own mother-in-law. He witnessed Jesus cast out demons all by the word. So at your word, Lord, I will let down the nets. Perhaps we've stood in Peter's sandals before, too. Just when everything, everyone, every experience in life seems to be running the opposite way of God's promises. He does something unexpected and undeserved for us. That's how Jesus worked for us. That's how he performs his grace for us. So Peter let down the nets. And to his surprise, the fish swam in like little kids flocking to ice cream. The nets began to burst, the boat sink, and Peter looked at the fish flopping around in his boat, and then he looked at Jesus. And this big, tough, rough-and-gruff fisherman fell to his knees, crying out, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. In that moment, Peter saw Jesus for who he is. He was more than a carpenter, more than a rabbi from Nazareth. He was God in human flesh, the Holy One of Israel. And it also revealed... Peter for who he was, an unholy person in the presence of the holy God. So he fell to his knees and he confessed. Not his individual sins, like the fight with his brother or the bickering with his wife, greed for gain or discouragement over a tough night of labor or fishing or whatever else. He doesn't simply say, I have sinned, 
but I am a sinner. I am a sinful man, O Lord. That's what he is. That's what we are, too. With Isaiah, the prophet, we come into God's holy presence and confess together. Woe is me, for I am lost. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. We have a string of broken commandments as evidence that stands against each and every one of us. All we can do is what Isaiah and Simon Peter did to confess it. That we are sinful and unclean in thought, word, and deed, in what we've done, what we've left undone. A sinful, unclean mess. Simon Peter knew it. Isaiah knew it. We know it too. But then something unexpected, undeserved, and truly amazing happens. Jesus did not depart from Simon Peter. Our Lord did not let Isaiah wallow in his uncleanliness. He sent a seraphim with a burning coal from the altar to his lips. And neither will Jesus depart from us in our sin. Instead, he atones for it. He jumps into the seeking boat of this world with us, and he brings and gathers and catches us into his holy ark of the church. Jesus, the Holy One of Israel, becomes unholy for us. The sinless one takes on our sin. Jesus departs to the cross with all of our sin, our doubt, our death, our disease, everything that is broken in this fallen world, and promises that he will never depart from us. Do not be afraid, he said to Peter. Those are the same words the angels said to the shepherds at Jesus' birth, and the disciples at Jesus' resurrection, and Jesus appeared to his disciples on Easter Sunday in the upper room saying the same thing. Do not be afraid. He says the same to us today. Do not be afraid. For our Lord does for us here today the same thing he did for Isaiah in the temple so many years ago. He baptizes you with the fire of the Holy Spirit. He burnishes our lips with the hot coal of forgiveness that comes to us in his body and blood. From his death on the cross to the altar to save us. His blood shed for us as the atoning sacrifice for our sin. He puts the word of forgiveness, the word of absolution into our ears. And that it's a doorway of our hearts. For faith comes by hearing, and hearing from this word of Christ who calls us. As the angel told Isaiah, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, your sin atoned for. Do not be afraid, Jesus said to Peter. From now on you will be catching men. And it was true for James and John and the other disciples too. They were caught, they were called, they were sent. Sent out to catch men alive in the net of Jesus' death and resurrection out into the deeps to rescue the lost, the lonely, and the last ones, for us, in fact. And Jesus also calls us, catches us, sends us out by that same word, trusting in his word, his ways, his time, not ours, of course, his outrageous, free, abundant forgiveness, more abundant than the fish in the nets, his baptism, his supper, his forgiveness and word of life that comes to us and snatches and rescues us sinners out of the depth to his life, to freedom. God is the God who calls. He called Isaiah. He called the disciples. He calls you and me. We are caught. We are called. We are sent by his word. That word that declares Christ crucified and risen for you and for all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen.